Welcome to Adventurous by the Campfire, where we take off our boots, put up our feet, and just chat about the crazy adventures we've been on so far. Speaking of those crazy adventures, it's been two months since the last episode of Adventurous. This was not a planned delay, but we did end on such a cliffhanger that we like to think of it as the season finale. <laughs> it was even episode 12. Like, we're very much in line with Netflix seasons. But we haven't even finished the very first storyline. Well, that would work if we were an anime. We'd have 12 episodes, yeah. end on the cliffhanger, not finish up a storyline, and never have another episode. We kind of would need a beach episode, though. I could take us to the beach. Nobody wants to sing Landville and Thong. I, I kind of want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Harold votes for a nude beach. Nobody wants to see me in a thong. Where is this go? Why, where did this come from and where is it going? What is happening? Sorry. We're, we're PG. You, you're all out of practice. Thongs are PG. All right, fine. I didn't say I'd take us to a nude beach. I think Kathy suggested it. Um, I did. Kathy. <laughs> this is what you get by the campfire, friends. Yeah. <laughs> I have a strangely relevant anecdote to that then. One time Tina told me that she would trust me with Kathy at a nude beach. This yeah. was just her way of telling me that she trusts Kathy implicitly. Yes, I'm and so it's happy. it's just strange that all of those elements came together in a completely different <laughs> sentence. Completely unrelated. I am trustworthy. Also, all men are pretty safe for me at a nude beach. But Ryan, come on. <laughs> Crystal, what have you been up to since last we recorded? So, I've got a new roof. Also, some new debt. Ooh. So, uh, working that off. Did you see pictures? My roof is falling off. Yes, I did. It's exciting that we can share this. Yeah. <laughs> that was a strange day. <laughs> that wasn't even peak strangeness of that day. What? Just like the, uh, I forget what they're called, but the metal paneling underneath just started falling off. Huh. And we looked up at the panels that are missing, and we could see the sky through the attic. It's like, that's not right. It's <laughs> messed up. Yeah. So we went out, we investigated. It's like, yeah, the uh, upper corner of our house has come off. <laughs> and so we looked up the fire department, because we didn't want to call 911. We wanted to call the fire department directly. Yeah. Yeah. Saw a picture of our fire chief, and he very much looks like a fire chief. <laughs> Whatever you're picturing right now, that guy. <laughs> and so we called them, and the fire chief showed up. <laughs> And we were like, we just saw that guy on the internet. It's that guy. <laughs> so that made the whole thing exciting. Ryan. I really wish I hadn't missed that. Ryan, people see you on the internet. Yes, constantly. Mind blown. You're both but from Kathy, the internet. Kathy, is it really exciting to see me in person after seeing me on the internet? Very much so. No yeah, that's you. what I was experiencing when I saw that fire chief. <laughs> Ryan, what else have you been up to in the past two months? Surely more than just your roof falling off. Well, it was a new roof on a new house. Yeah, it was a new roof because it's a new house, so that's a move. Uh, which I, I guess I've talked about a little bit on the main podcast, but I haven't dove too deep into. But uh, yeah, we, uh, we've upgraded the house. Uh, it's wonderful. It's coming along nicely. Although it did mean that I had no idea where my character sheet was, <laughs> and I only realized that around 5 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, well, it's in my binder full of character sheets, right? Nope. All right, well, then it's these loose papers. No, that's my Hell's Rebels character sheet that, for some reason, is accessible. And it ended up being in the game stuff that I want easier access to instead of the boxes of game stuff that I was going through because I am terrible at organizing things. I have good ideas, and I don't remember them. Yeah, you should just always let Tina do it all that. 
Yeah, but if I let Tina do everything I'm bad at, I know she's I just, just doing everything. She already does everything, Kathy. I know. I just, it's just, I know how Tina's so good at it. And I was listening to your story and I'm just like, oh, that could evolve in a way. Yes, I know. Tina, as far as I'm concerned, has one of her many superpowers is being organized. Yeah. How? How is she organized? No, how is anybody organized? It's not humanly possible. I don't know. That is why it's a superpower to me. It it takes some specific mental illnesses. It's like, you mean you put something in a place that it goes? Yeah, so the house has been the big thing. It's really, it's, I mean, it's in a major hit on my social life, unfortunately. I've barely gotten any gaming in, but it's it's got its benefits. The house is great. The drive to work is barely affected. The kids love it. So just overall, really happy. I mean, just besides the fact that now you might not have roof over your head, literally. Wait, wait, wait. You've got kids now? <laughs> yeah, in those two months. Them, Abigail. They're wonderful. <laughs> hey, we might have come up with a replacement for Ari all of a sudden. Wait, what? Aw. What's Scarlet doing? <laughs> right now, she's at her grandmother's. Aw. I don't know if we could keep up with Scarlet. I've I've watched her play her imagination games, and she is incredible. Wow. <laughs> but there's always so much drama. <laughs> Speaking of which, Lauren, how what have you been doing the last two months? Well, I've been... Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. My fiancé proposed to me, so that was pretty <laughs> cool. Awesome. Congratulations. Yep. Congratulations. Yeah. He even drug me down to his hometown of, of, of in uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and proposed at the aquarium in front of the fish tank. And got it even got the divers to like swim down and like hold up a sign that said, "That's amazing." Of all the oh. fish in the sea, you're the one for me. And then he flipped oh, it over. So and wow! Wow! We got the that. Doesn't even sound real. Like how does <laughs> he, people actually do that kind of promotion? I don't think divers are real. <laughs> yeah. If you <laughs> how do people go underwater? <laughs> are they fish? <laughs> and a sign underwater, the paper would just disintegrate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your story is full of holes. <laughs> None of this tracks. It was laminated, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to keep the sign, so I have that. And he got this neat little ring that's Aww. rose gold, and it's got a a purple looking gemstone because he he said that he said that regular gold and diamond was too normal, and I'm pretty <laughs> cool for that. So he got something unique. Aww. I can't follow up that. Right. <laughs> I, I I try to set a high bar. <laughs> we should have waited all, We should have held Lauren to the very yeah. end. Kathy, what's all new right. and exciting? All right, I guess I'm next. Um, I cut off all my hair, uh, which feels amazing, and I went to go see Phil Collins, which was also amazing. That Phil Collins was the highlight of my last couple of months. I just spent like every day beforehand going, "Is it Phil Collins yet? Is it time to see Phil Collins yet? Is it time to see Phil Collins yet?" And then it was, and it was glorious. <laughs> I had no idea you were that big of a Phil Collins fan. Oh my god, I love Phil Collins so much. Can you sing some for us? <laughs> I, you know, I have this uh, this game SingStar, right? And you can listen to your own voice after you sing. And apparently I sing like a little girl. Oh. Uh, no, so no. <laughs> Sorry, I understand. I'm not singing anywhere where you can record it. And yeah. <laughs> There's a reason I don't go to karaoke. I'll go to karaoke because that's not getting recorded or anything. And if people want to hear my awful singing, that's they have to suck it up and listen to it. But here on a recording, no. <laughs> Param, I believe that leaves only you. 
Well, um, besides doing a billion podcasts that most of our <laughs> listeners are aware of, um, I have also been tapped to... So I got a weird phone call from like the Kentucky State Libraries, and they want like... <laughs> Hey, we heard you're, like, really nerdy into Japan and anime stuff, so can you put together little mini anime conventions? And so that's what oh. I've been doing. Huh. Um, cool. Yeah, so, and, and it's under my actual day job, so I'm getting paid to do this, so oh, that's nice. also a bonus, and uh, that's been real fun. So, set, wow. and, I've, and on Tuesday, I've got to set up another one. They're putting up a big, one of those, like, 20-foot inflatable screens up, and we're going to show, like, uh, Howl's Moving Castle on it and eat a whole bunch of Pocky and have a bunch of guest speakers because we secretly, we're luring them in with anime, and then we're going to educate them with important <gasps> culture stuff. That is sick. Edutainment. I know, Edutainment, right? Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. So you're saying you're luring them in. How many people are you luring in? Well, the last, okay, the first one we had 300 people at, oh, and then the wow. next wow. one we had 85, because it was at a real rural wow. in the county location. Okay. We're kind of expecting somewhere between 100 and 150 at the next one. Wow. Cool. Well, what was it about the first one that was such a big hit? It was in uh, a city. That helps oh. when there are people. Yeah. And yes, it's all, it, <laughs> it also, like... The the audiences we're hitting with this is like really underprivileged areas and cities, and that's kind of where they're sending me to do this stuff. Mm, nice. And so the likelihood that they're exposed to anime and Japanese culture is a little lower, I'm assuming? No, no. Actually, um, this is a weird thing about anime, is that it is really popular in areas that are underprivileged. Uh, so they're very big fans with very little access to anything beyond free services. We've been joined by my animal companion. <gasps> see if I've got enough cord to do this, but there you are. Aww. <laughs> I will point out that her blanket <laughs> is literally eighteen inches from where she has decided to lay down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dog decision making is always uh, baffling. I remember in our first episode, you said you would do something for every time she barks and I don't Yeah, think, usually I don't on video she's ever bark. <laughs> yeah. Well, usually when dead. I do video chats, she freaks out and barks behind me because she thinks it's hilarious to scare me. <laughs> so I figured I would just work it into the uh work it into the show, but she hasn't barked since. Maybe she's she heard that a lot of us are not cat friends and she's like, "Okay, these people are are fine. I'll let them like get on with their business." Yeah, yeah, they're they're good people. It's fine. It's fine. Mm -hmm. They hate cats like me. <laughs> Except she thinks she's a cat. Cats are wonderful. I don't, I don't hate cats. They just they love me, and I I'm not I'm not into that. <laughs> They're perfect little Aww. fuzzy babies. They cause severe I just look asthma at cats and think why. Yeah, I just you know itching cat breathe. That's all. Does anybody have anything in their professional fields that they wish to give a shout out to? Oh, are you suggesting that I should shout out to? Fantasy Facades by Bannerless Builds? I was going to make that a slip in later, not the initial volley, but yeah. Fantasy Facades by Bannerless Builds, currently on Kickstarter. Doing pretty well, but we've got five days left, so if you're interested, uh, we've talked about it on the, a couple of shows now, but it's the 2.5D, it's, it's basically Hollywood backdrops, or uh, 3D terrain Hollywood backdrops, so you don't need a whole building, you just need the face of a building so that you can have a cool background, give a little more context to your scene. And, um, yeah, I, I should have been more prepared for this <laughs> shout-out. Oh, yeah, and if, if, actually, if you get a chance, just go to the Bannerless Builds YouTube 
channel and check out all of the stress tests that I've been doing with Greg trying to destroy the fantasy facades because some of those have been just a lot of fun. Yeah, it's really interesting. I keep worrying you're going to injure yourself every time you release one of those things. (laughs) I only injured myself on the first one. When I was stomping on it, I bruised my heel. And I was walking funny for a week. What about the one where you broke the table? (laughs) It was Jordan that broke the table. You know how often Ryan, Ryan breaks things? Like, he's used to it. It's He's like a stuntman at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the point of least resistance between me and the rest of the world is the rest of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Crystal, Kathy, Lauren, any professional projects you're really psyched about? Uh, uh, The pre-order just dropped for the World of Lazarus campaign setting, which was my baby that I've been working on over this last year. Uh, it's based on the comic book series by Greg Rucka and Michael Lark. It is a... Oh god, how to describe this? It is a post-apocalyptic cyberpunk noir economic thriller. Wow. <laughs> that is a lot of things and it interesting a, things. It is a really hard series to categorize and it was a really fun challenge to turn it into a role-playing game. Is the comic collected in a trade paperback? Uh, yes, in several trade paperbacks. You can get individual issues or you can get these very large collected volumes that have I want to say three trade paperbacks worth of stories in them. Hmm. Cool, I will check it out. I highly recommend it. Remind me of the title? Oh, uh, Lazarus. And then the role-playing setting is World of Lazarus. It's for Green Ronin's uh, modern age role-playing game. Okay. I I almost thought you were going to say Mutants and Masterminds, but... No, I'm the... I'm primarily the Mutants and Masterminds developer, but they bring me on for all kinds of different projects. So this was this was my first foray into development for uh, Modern Age. The Age system is is fairly brilliant. I'm a big fan. I've been liking it a lot. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, Kathy, anything y'all want to shout out to? Uh, not really, because unless you live in a certain city here, uh, my latest project at work is not going to affect anyone. Because so. <laughs> I've taken over the uh, the library's Instagram account, actually, which has been a lot of fun. But, uh, oh, fun. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it is. It's because I get to see all the new books. I get to post pictures of all the new books that we get. <gasps> Tag your porn. I never follow a library's Instagram, but that's a great idea. You can follow mine. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Suddenly, thousands of our listeners subscribe to your random Instagram for your library. <laughs> your library is just like, what's going on? Like, Why? We don't have this many people in Dollard. How are all these people following? <laughs> Lauren, anything you want to shout out to? That's great. Well, how much do y'all want to hear about science? So Yay, science is so always. cool. Okay. I haven't graduated until I graduate next summer. Next summer, but I've already started writing a bunch of labs to help teach the students that we have uh, right now, which is really rewarding to get to just be in front of the class and just teach kids. Well, kids, I say that they're freshly out of high school and they're in college now, but you know I'm a decade older yeah. than them, so they're like kids to me. But I get to teach them how to identify fish and like. How to tell the difference between a butterfly fish and a parrot fish, at which tropic level these different fish are found, 
how you can categorize them by intersection when you're seeing them in a transect video, how to take coral transects. It's been it's been really rewarding so far. I'm really I'm really proud of myself for being able to do this and for getting to watch these students come out of these labs and then be able to tell me what they learned awesome. really clearly. We're all corrupting young minds and Lauren is building them up. <laughs> he also, your hair looks amazing tonight. I don't know if you're doing something new to it. Uh, it's the terrible webcam. It makes it shine. <laughs> <like that. laughs> get one of those. We are about ready to get into episode 13, but Crystal, I don't think the previously on sentence you usually give us is going to be enough for a lot of our listeners since we are a couple of months out. Can you give us a longer recap of what we were up to? before our season finale. All right. Before our season finale, we've been playing Crownfall, the first volume of the uh, War for the Crown Adventure Path by Thurston Hillman. So our intrepid PCs attended a fancy annual ball at the Senate building for Taldor, an ancient empire, uh, where they were as far as they knew, just helping with some minor noble squabbles, digging up dirt, performing minor acts of sabotage against political rivals, that sort of thing. Uh, working for a woman named Martella Lothied. Uh, turns out, halfway through the evening, they discover that Martella Lothied is a close friend and ally of the em- or would-be Empress uh, uh, Eutropia. Halfway through the ball, the sitting emperor decides that his daughter's attempt to change Talden law so that women can inherit noble titles is somehow a plot to overthrow him, and so triggers a a mass violent attack on the Senate in the middle of this party, which triggered various magical defenses within the Senate, transporting all of you down into the bowels of the Senate, into a safe room that nobody has seen or heard about in over a century. So you... Could have been safer, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. This is why maintenance is important. Yes. Uh, so once you finally manage to escape those lower levels, you find out Martella has also been kidnapped and is being held as far as you know, in a warehouse called the Dignified Repository, uh, you have tricked your way inside, only to be seen through by whoever is leading these criminals, and had a dust-up in the office, which has alerted all the rest of the guards who are now storming up the stairs to kill you all. Oh, that's just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd like to remind that we do have a sofa up against that door. <laughs> yeah. The only detail you could recall is that you braced the door. <laughs> no, I remember really? that there's that dude who locked himself in the closet. Oh. Fair-minded Afarni. I'm impressed. Sure. <laughs> I remember His name that. is on his token. Oh, ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably bring that up. We are doing this on Roll20, so if you want to watch us on video, you will see the Roll20 battle mats and software that we'll be using throughout the episodes. Yeah. The official conversions of War for Crown Adventure Paths. Roll20's got a special license with Paizo that allows them to do these official conversions. We are playing on their official conversion. It is all part of their generous sponsorship for the show. Wow, that is a lot of content for every adventure. So that's sure going to take one and a half to enter all this manually. 
No. <laughs> right? But yeah, if you're gaming remotely, like, the, they give you a heck of a tool set. I almost said a bad word. Did anyone have any questions for Crystal about what's happened, anything we need clarified before we get going? Oh, yeah. So last time you told us exactly what we needed to do. Can you remind us what that was? <laughs> I can, but I feel like that's a little lazy. Can we all fit in that closet? <laughs> I... I remember I well like I don't think our initiative's still here from last time so should uh, we we're kind of in narrative time well we okay. figure out how long it takes the rest of these silent initiates to break down the door all right good because there's been something I've been wanting to do since we stopped playing two months ago and it's just been in my head <laughs> <laughs> is it roll for initiative <laughs> no <laughs> I should say you've also realized that these forces that have taken over the warehouse work for the Silent Brotherhood, the oh, yeah. Thieves Guild and Ooh. Assassin's Guild that worships Norgorber, the nice. god of secrets. And before we get started in the next episode, uh, since we are remanding everyone, it might be a good idea for us each to remind everyone who we are and what role we're playing in this adventure. Starting with you, Param. Okay, I am Param, also known as Jefferson J. Thacker. I am a member of the No Direction Network, and on almost every podcast we do, uh, I am playing Glanville Allencroft, the senatorial hopeful of the Allencroft family. I'll go next. I'm Ryan Costello. I host some of the podcasts on this network, and I'll be playing Xavier Saveur, Bard Wit, Rising Star, fan of you all. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's not right at all. Fan of himself. Yes, that's more mm. accurate. Chest oiler. Yes, not waxer, as I accidentally said. Oh, probably, but you not probably. Yeah, both of those steps. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy. All right, so yeah, I am uh, Kathy Dolan. I am a frequent co-host of Geeks Together. Listen to that, and I am playing Karak, who is a half-orc cleric of Caden Killian. And he prefers to solve everything with, you know, friendship and ale. And if that fails, then he smashes with his great axe. Mm -hmm. Ale or an axe. Yep. That way you only need to change one letter. Exactly. It's just the easy way to approach things. And Lauren, we saved you for last this time. Yes, I am Lauren. I have done a, I do a number of different things uh, for the No Direction Network. Most notably, you can check out my Dear Dova Queen advice column for tabletop role-playing games where you can write in about anything that might concern you around your game table or your players, and I will do my best to apply my overly analytical <laughs> brain and my knowledge of psychology and biology to give you a very, very good answer. I have been told before, by Ryan in particular, that it is quite good. <laughs> If you trust Ryan, you should write me. Uh, In this game, I will be playing Lily Campbell, who studied law, uh, criminal justice, and maybe a little bit of chemistry at Taldoran University. Um, She is an investigator who happens to know a few things about poisons, but really, she's more of a world-class baker. You won't find pastries and confections better than hers throughout all of Galarian. She wears, like, a nice detective's trench coat, has a little alchemy bag, and has, has the sweetest, most cute face like Cook and Mama from the little DS games. And, and we should follow uh, Lauren's example there, because T.S. Rodriguez in chat. Yes, we do these episodes live on Twitch. 
Uh, T.S. Rodriguez is at, suggesting that we provide a visual description of our characters. Go ahead, Carl. Okay. <laughs> okay. Order. So, Glanville Allencroft, he um, is a very rotund and well-dressed wizard with a nice magic cane that he leans on. Uh, if you, To best describe him is imagine Theodore Roosevelt if he was a wizard. Ryan. I know I said we were going it's in the same order, but I just either. realized I've got this written down somewhere, and I'd rather just read what I wrote. Well, we'll go with Kathy next. All right, time. so Karak is, yeah, big ol' half-orc. Um, he's got some, you know, nice uh, nice hair and facial hair going on. He tries. Got some dramatic eye makeup. Um, I think maybe the more most important physical things about him is that he always has a, a tankard strapped, one strapped to each side of his hip, so he's got one for him and one to share. And he's got his holy symbol is actually a birthmark on his inner forearm. So it is truly always with him. Xavier Saveur, or excess for modes that can't handle his name, believes that if he's going to inspire his allies, he needs to look the part. <laughs> Not particularly a fan of fighting and definitely against being fought. Excess has a, uh, was attracted to adventuring by silk shirts. <laughs> He'd seen finely dressed adventurers heading out alongside enrobed casters and armored warriors and dreamed of one day being brave enough to wear such amazing fabric without fear of it getting ruined. <laughs> Or being rich enough not to care. <laughs> By the time he'd learned the wonders of simpl- uh, sorry, the wonders and simplicity of prestidigitation, he'd trained too much for the life of an adventurer to stray from his path. So yeah, that is not a physical description at all. I am not a visual person. I uh, <laughs> I know he's got abs. He's got abs for days. He is an elf. I not, yeah, I imagine him being very very pretty. Yeah, like picture the guy version of a chainmail bikini. I definitely see him wearing something like that. Something that shows off the abs but protects as much as he can by, while hiding as little as possible. Are you, the, are you the cover of a Harlequin novel? You've seen the new She-Ra, right? I haven't seen the new She-Ra, but I, I could picture... Well, no, She-Ra's pretty well covered. Well, He's no, I he picture man. him more like Bo with that midriff in the middle. Oh, yeah, Bo, uh, yeah, Bo likes to show that off. I picture him as like a really... Uh, like a younger, prettier... Um, What's his name from uh, Empire Records? Uh, Rex Banning? There were a lot. Banning. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. There yeah. was a lot of Rex Manning references at one point about Xavier. Yeah, because it just, why, it just, that's my, my go-to. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess because of the silk shirts and the, yeah. Well, I just picture a puffy noble, and that's going to stay. <laughs> for wrestling fans, I pictured Tyler Breeze. He was kind of the inspiration for me. Secret Gamer Girl wants to know if the chainmail thong is involved. Why? I mean, it's good that the kings have come full circle, because I do appreciate a good callback. But why? What is happening tonight? <laughs> it's a thong-focused evening. I just picture, yeah. like, no matter what, like, Karak is, like, fighting, and then in the background, Zabdi is, like, doing a really dramatic pose while he's trying to inspire, and there's, like, the wind blowing and sparkles and everything. Duck face for days. Yep. <laughs> You're Brian Kinning. I don't know. Oh, and I'm Crystal Frazier. I do nothing to support the uh, No Direction Network at all. I am a complete parasite, <laughs> uh, and I am your GM. <laughs> Describe visually your GMing. <laughs> um, it is the visual representation of. <laughs> Crystal is every NPC, so just picture all the NPCs as like this one huge form. Yeah, okay. Um, no, in the old '90s X-Men comics, there was a villain. Go on. 
who had the power to touch people and absorb them into his body, and you'd have, like, faces poking out of his body everywhere, and he'd, like, roid up every time he touched somebody, and he'd get their superpowers if they had them, and he was just hideous to behold. That's that's the visual style of my GMing. I think my that players Felix? taught this in Reign of Winter. <laughs> hideous to behold. I like it. <laughs> so I think everyone's ready for this now. <laughs> Thank you for joining us by the campsite, but for now, it's time to break camp and make way for adventure.